Everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman. Good morning, Kimberly. Hey, Isabella. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a very interesting week. There's been a lot of chaos on the planet. We are, I think, two weeks past the spring equinox, and it's been intense. How about you? Yeah, yeah. A lot has happened. A lot has happened in the news. Um, Some of it, you know, Really good news, some of it really bad news. Weather things, weather events in the Midwest and the South. And, and people, Lake Arrowhead, too, still. Oh, yeah, it's still snowing. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, and here in Los Angeles, it's going to be 90 degrees this week. No way, I thought it was going to L- rain again. Later in the week. Oh, okay, because right now. now it looks like it's going to snow. So it's, <laughs> I know, it's just, I know, I'm wearing a coat. It's cuckoo. It's gone crazy. Anyway, I want to talk about, um, We I think we left the last show... Uh, or the spring, not the last show, but the show before that. And I can't remember if we touched on the manifestation that we were talking about having in our lives due to the spring equinox, due to the new moon, due to this ability to manifest and and, uh, changing our words into, you know, your words are spells, your thoughts are things, and changing our words to fill the restaurant. And what happened? What happened? Uh, I the, the restaurant was very busy, and right. I am haggard. <laughs> I am. I'm careful beat. what you wish for. I am beat. Yeah, cause it's it's so tricky. Um, I don't know how to staff anymore. I don't know how to um, you know like come back to a place where we're really 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 busy. But um, we had a great week. We had a uh, off the awesome. charts weekend and. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. It's working. And yeah, we don't have to say who came to the restaurant, but you had a celebrity come. Oh, can I can say I'd be happy to say. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, cool. So, so um I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking my little butt off, and my husband Michael comes in, he goes, "Ken, Edward James almost is on your patio." And my first reaction <laughs> is, "I don't care. Where's the avocados?" But um so, so I'm making cheese right now. Right, right. So I um, did go ahead and and uh, you know take off my crazy apron and I I took the food I took the food to the table and you know I, I was already clued in that he was there and I looked at him like I didn't know and I looked at him and I looked him in the eye and I said oh my gosh hello. And then he realized that I knew who he was. And we just had a super great connection. We, we talked. He's been vegan for 10 years. 
Wow. He said he comes here all the time, but I didn't, I just didn't know. Cause I, I'm in the back. In the back. Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny. Um, I went back in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, you guys, you know, my whole crew, I've, I've mentioned it before. They're all like 22, 23 years old. Right. Um, right. Um, Mr. Almost is, you know, getting a little older and not making as many movies. He's been in a million movies. They're Googling back there. And, um, he has, it was, it he was has. such, it was such an honor. Yeah. What a pleasure. Yeah. That was you cool. see how the universe works. So we'd love to hear your stories of manifestation during that week, or even the chaos you've been going through. I want to thank those people who are reaching out with their stories and telling us what's going on in their lives. We love you all. And um, hey, can we, um, speaking of manifestation and trying to make things happen, can we have a quick update on the situation with your father's films at Museum of Modern Art in New York? Absolutely. So the film department at MoMA is closed. And um yeah the archives and then when i started researching it it looked like his film desert boy which was his first film that he wrote directed edited did everything in egypt before there was even sound and was nominated best documentary feature film 1943 um was uh, the only film there so i'm sort of perplexed on how to find women of iran uh, I, it was 1974. There was a man named Desiree who's still alive today when computers first came out and he put my father's works on the Historical Jews Society page. So there's a picture of my father in all of his films, but no, no background, like no, where is it? You know, where is this film? <clears throat> so a friend of mine looked at the Library of Congress, nothing there. It's, you know, it's, it's, it was a thought and I might just have to let it go, but I will call the Directors Guild of America and mm -hmm. see possibly, and once the film uh, archives open up at MoMA at the end of spring is what they say, then we'll take a look. But, you know, yeah. it's out there and I, I love my dad and, um, you know, it's interesting and that might segue right into the lies we tell ourselves or, or subject for today. the lies our mothers told, which I don't remember saying that, but one of our guests said, oh, I can't wait to hear the lies your mother's told. You know, <laughs> I was like, wait, I thought we were talking about the lies we told as mothers. But, you know, everything is perception and you, know, you hear what you hear. So um, my father, now see, you know, I go off on tangents like that and I totally forget what, what the gosh darn point was well, uh, so finding your dad's film and then right station right and and the, but the perceptions i think it was more you know my my family was very creative so mm -hmm. i was raised with these two narcissistic creative creative people and their perceptions on what a lie was or <clears throat> their idea of you know storytelling so is a story a lie? Yeah, <laughs> is I can, you know, I can. So, so these, these things about my dad and, and, and the stories that he told me, he was always writing the next movie in his eighties. I remember him taking me to Marty Baum's office. He was the head of creative artists in Hollywood or uh, no, he's probably in Century City area, whatever. And he has a, you know, 
cabaret award in in the window in a in his office in a window in a whatever case and on his desk are all these photos of his family mm-hmm. where my father wasn't that guy you know my father no wasn't pictures that of you guy. there was no desk? there was no desk okay he right. was traveling around the world with a video thing on his back and and um you know a video recorder he was like the first person to use a video recorder and he uh you know brings me in this office he's just had a a heart attack or something i don't know he's you know barely making it but we're going to talk to marty Baum about his new idea and he had this idea for a film and he was so into this idea for i don't know the later part of his life and i i don't really know why but here's the storyline so it's a uh, two doctors and it's a love mm-hmm. story and they're in a leprosy clinic or a leprosy they're a colony. colony that's what they call them yeah 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 on clinic. islands right wow. so he's in a leprosy so island <laughs> colony and they fall in love and you know that's the premise of the story and i remember marty saying to my dad you're always with the next best idea oh. and i remember saying to marty are these pictures of your family? And oh, just, that's what you, you know, fixated I'm on. a, yeah, I'm a family oriented person. I, I, uh, you know, but that wasn't him. And, and I love him for who he is. There's a saying, my girlfriend's a big landmark. Anyone who knows landmark will get this. I love you for you, who you are and who you're not. I love you for who you are and for who you are not. And I, and I, that's how I feel about my dad. You know, he, mm-hmm. He lied a lot. He lied to a lot of women about a lot of things. If you want to hear more, go listen to the first episode. Yeah, that would be a lot of little framed oh, pictures on his desk. A lot of little framed pictures. I mean, who's, who's he going to put on the desk? This family, that family, exactly. this kid, that kid. Anyway, love to you, Papa. If the women of Iran is supposed to be shown, please send it to me via this podcast. So, so that was that. Um, you know, but uh, the lies... Our mothers told her the lies we've told ourselves. I do have a, a woman who wrote in with a few lies that her mother told. We'll get to soon. They were good ones. They were good ones. Um, Funny ones. But what about you? I mean, but, how oh, do you... I don't know. Like, if you don't want to talk about the motherhood or, or the children thing, how do we lie to ourselves? Why do we lie to ourselves? Yeah. yeah. What about that? Yeah. If, uh, we, we definitely tell ourselves stories that aren't necessarily true. I think it's a survival tactic in, in a big way. Yeah. Um, like everything in this world, and it, it comes up a lot between you and us, fear. You know, everything is either, it all boils down to either love or fear. And, and fear is so powerful, and it's such a powerful liar. Fear is a liar. Fear is a powerful liar. That's a good one. It is. So, um, yeah, I we don't want our loved ones to think badly of us or that we we've set up some persona that we don't want to see crumble for whatever reason i think there's a ton of ton of little lies that we tell ourselves and yeah i'm a mom lying to my kids you know we don't call it that we don't we don't call it 
lying. We are doing something in their best interest to protect them. Or, I, you know, there's a bunch or, of or it's lies lying. we tell ourselves about lying. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's something that our parents said, like we were talking about earlier. I have friends that decided they're spiritual, very, very spiritual. They, their kids talked to them before they were even con like conceived or in the womb. Like they were getting messages from beyond from their children as they were coming in. And they have two beautiful children. And they decided that they did not want to lie to their kids about anything ever because we start lying to them at such a young age. Now, you guys out there in podcast land are going to say, that's not a lie. Okay. But they felt it was. So everything is a perception. We're not going to judge them. We're going to say, okay, wow, what an interesting concept to think about. They decided to not tell their children there was a Santa Claus to not talk about the tooth fairy and to not talk about the Easter bunny because they felt that at a very early age, we begin to lie to our children and we begin to desensitize them to lies. And I found that fascinating because I remember when my daughter was four and my mother told her, Santa Claus isn't real. He lives in your heart. And I wanted to kill her. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, grandma, what are you cool. doing? Yeah. Now you're not allowed to see her. That's it. I'm not bringing her to you. <laughs> you fucked me up. You're not fucking up this kid. I've already got two that I feel I fucked up. This one I'm doing differently. And, and I stood by the Santa Claus thing. Oh my gosh. To this kid, I stood by the tooth fairy to the point where like I bought her a bell or, or a, no, maybe that was Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, her, her dad and me, we were like, no. Not even when she knew, she knew, she knew. And I was like, you no. perpetuated the, I perpetuated the lie. Yeah. So, you know, when, what is, what is a lie? What is a lie? What is a lie? I know. It, it's something that we start to think is true. Oh, we just want it to be true so bad. I guess um, with Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, all of that, uh, we're just trying to give our kids some fantasy. Uh, yeah, well, I'm all about make-believe and storytelling yeah. and imagination and and if I I don't know I, I mean I I don't know I'm gonna have grandkids I'll do whatever the parents want uh is that true as far as like I'm, I'm not gonna go again if they want to lie to their kids about Santa Claus they can go right ahead I'm gonna be on that bandwagon with them yeah but if they choose not to then I will talk about the story behind it you find a way around it yeah i'll talk about the heritage of it you know like the beginning of the pagan holidays for easter oh no i'm down with that yeah. right yeah like yeah. raising these kids differently like you know how you know when is a lie a lie when it you know i have another story of course i'm filled with it so when i was little i remember my mother saying uh do not lie. You're not allowed to lie. I was six, maybe. And so I was like, oh, okay, lying's bad. We don't lie. And then she would tell me to tell people that she wasn't home. Oh, darling, just tell them I'm not home. And I remember, because I was pretty, you know, strong-willed even. I think I came out this way. And I remember saying, but that's a lie, Mom. Yeah. And her saying, no, dear. That's a little white lie, and there's a difference. Can we have the accent, please? Oh no, darling, that is a little white lie. We yes. do not, we do not tell big lies, but 
we may have I can't do her accent right now. Little wait, wait. white lies. She's, like, she's you know. British, right? Yeah. Well, right? I can do the phone number thing on the answering machine, but I can't just pop out with an English accent. Okay. I can do, you have reached 467-7434. Ah. <laughs> Please leave your name and number at the sound of the tone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love my mom. But I mean, you know, and I then couldn't tell the difference between a little white lie and were, a bold phrase yeah. lie, yeah. right? Yeah. But I have... Uh, sisters that believe a little up white lie is okay. So, you, you know, it's again perception. Yeah, I do not believe in lies. I will tell anybody um, almost, almost under any circumstance that one thing that I believe to be so true and that I try to live by is just the truth will set you free. Always. I... I've certainly told lives in my life, and then I just get so much anxiety trying to keep it all straight because I don't want to get caught. Right, the web we weave. Exactly. Yeah, so the, the yeah. What is that one? The web the we weave when first we decide to deceive. Ooh, oh, one. oh, look at the web we weave. It there. It's the same. I'm full of them. Sounds like a poem. You're full of them. I'm full of them. I'm full of them. I'm full of those sayings. Yeah, I mean, I am all about, I, I mean, obviously in my work as a shaman, the truth comes out. Right. And I can't, it's right. not like, I tell people ahead of time, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Please believe me. I am, it, it, whatever's coming out of my mouth is spirit, is, is your what, higher self, is what, is what you need to, to hear. hear. Otherwise, I wouldn't know it. Right. You know, right. I've had people tell me, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a psychic, but I, I hear, I, I, you know, and then it comes out like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. hard, but that maybe that is exactly what that person needed to learn from in that moment or that day or oh, whatever. No, it is. For sure. Yeah. For and, sure. and, um, maybe, you know, it's on a path to growth. You know, I was, I was thinking, um, I had kids, they're in their twenties now, and they are living their own lives or, you know, pushing in that direction. I was all about the freaking Easter bunny and all the candy and the tooth fairy. And, you I know, the the tooth tooth guys, I got a quarter. They got $10, you know, for my teeth. I and got I, a dime. And I still, oh, darling, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. But, um. Santa, oh my God, you know, I'd be up at two o'clock in the morning on Christmas mm. Eve because I wanted the big reveal on Christmas morning to be so perfect. And and I was just thinking, like, was I doing that for them or for me? And I, I think I know the, the mm. answer. Yeah. And I was also thinking how if I were to, uh, I've, I, I had my kids, I was one person. I've been through so much. In the last yeah, 20 yeah. years, I'm a completely different person. Right, right. And would I, I was just wondering for this podcast, would I tell him what we're calling, tell them what we are you know, calling lies? You know, I don't think I would go down the the, um, the tooth fairy road. Yeah, I, I'm I torn. Really don't think I, 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 would. I think I might. I, and, and, <laughs> I don't know. I know. Thank I know. God I, mean, I don't have to. I'm 62. You're, and that you would be the normal one. But to me, I remember thinking so many um, December 24th, late in the night, oh, everybody's asleep. 
I am killing myself to wrap one more present that I couldn't afford in the first place. And I'm thinking, I don't even get the fucking credit for this. Some dude named Santa does. <laughs> and I had to make him cookies and get the carrots for the reindeer. And I get no, like, they don't even know. Right, so, until they do. Because then they're parents. Years and they have later. to do it. Yeah. And they, yeah. yeah, so that is kind of, it's really interesting. Oh, question. gosh, Christmas. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a... That's a, that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Um, so I want to get to these statements, which I don't know where they went to. Hold on. Um, is, but you know, I might, I might just be able to remember them because we read them. And, and, yeah, they and were pretty funny. They were, um, yeah, but they're funny to us, right? But to her, they're right. devastating. Oh, you know, that's true. To Again, her perspective. Again, perspective, perception, like what we like. I look at my past humorously, right? Try to where where most yeah. people are devastated. I mean, yeah. you were like your 11 year old little girl. I'm like, ah, she's fine. We've worked right. through it. We're, we're good. Um, I've talked about my story so much and you can find it on YouTube and you can find it on the Internet. Uh, I've done so many interviews talking about my life, but um, for this woman, this might be the very first time she's ever wrote it out. Yeah. It might be, which it is cathartic. So as mm -hmm. you guys know, I always recommend journaling, finding someone you can trust and talking. Uh, you know, the masks that we create with the lies we tell is visceral. I mean, we are learning now in our 50s, 60s, hopefully 40s are coming along soon to not give a shit and to take the mask off and be authentic. And that I think is what everyone is striving for is authenticity, but some are so caught up in their lies or unable to have that cathartic experience. So I wanna thank you for writing your story. Um, I think I, you know, I'll probably add it to the podcast notes so people can go back and read more because it is, you know, bearing witness to somebody's story is healing. And uh, so let's get to them. She said there were three big, there were three big lies in my family. And uh, the first one, I mean, I get the first one. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I get them all, but the one about, uh, so the brothers, she had twin brothers, right, were born uh, prematurely. One was in an incubator. This was a story that was told, went on in the family forever. And, oh, you poor things, they're lucky to be alive and all of this. And the mother, right? So I, I love to think of it from the mother's perspective, right? Because I've gone through so much with my kids. And the poor mother, who every time they said that, you know, every time they told that story, she probably cringed because it wasn't true. And she just didn't want to say she'd had premarital sex because she's Catholic. So, so amen. Those, those, those baby boys weren't exactly. They weren't even premature. They weren't even, you know, and, and, and the poor woman who had yeah. to live yeah. that lie. And then, of course, the poor kids. But I'm more on the side of the mom. I don't know. Like, I, I feel bad, like, for her whole life. She, I don't know when it came out, the truth came out, but bless her heart. She's going to heaven. 
you know. You know you're totally right that, that it's a, a quest for authenticity that um, women have been on. When I think of my mom's generation, your mom's generation, our grandmothers, and then probably our great grandmothers who couldn't even vote, you know. Right. I mean, is it their fault that they couldn't get birth control unless they were married? Or, or at you know, all. Is yeah. it our fault that, I mean, their fault, well, our fault, we lived in past lives too, that, uh, you know, oh, the other one was uh, the, they got divorced because the father cheated, but the father never cheated. The mother was just embarrassed because he ran around in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and believed in astrology and reincarnation. <laughs> we want to meet this man. We're sure. like, oh my gosh. How lucky are you, baby doll, awesome. <laughs> that had a father like that? Yeah. Like, good on him. Yeah. Good on him. And your, you know, your poor mother that cared more about what other people think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was another one of my moms. Doesn't matter how you feel, darling. Only how you look. Put on a little lipstick. Exactly. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get out there and exactly. make make it happen. But. That was, I mean, she was 21 when the war with Germany broke out. She was in England with rations and her brother killing a rabbit so they could eat. I, I, you know, wow. what do you do with that upbringing? I mean, the, the, the you know, we could go you know, on you, and on and on. What do you do? You do the best you can. Mm -hmm. That's and you make up a persona. Yeah. You know, that accent, the, that accent. That was my poor mother. That accent was not her. She trained herself to speak the Queen's English because she was from Manchester wow. or London. You know that they had. Well, your accent um, way of, tells your class level exactly, exactly. And so, bless your mom's heart. Let's see, we have one more from our listener. So I'm hoping we can make you laugh through your stories and let it all go. Take a deep breath in and blow, and shift, shift shift your shit because there are <laughs> reasons that all this happens and yes we do have a uh non-g rating show what was it what, what we, is it we got the e for exclusive we're exclusive so the other one was more you know hit more to home for her because she was kicked out at 16 for i mean again i'm it's kind of funny for eating a pickle you know, I mean, if you break it down like that, well, I got kicked what? out when I was 16 because I ate a pickle. But, you know, it's, uh, it is, because I don't have it pulled up, I think the story was, she was, her mother called her a car thief, the mother remarried, called her a car thief. You know, maybe she did what I did, which was steal, the steal car. my mom's car. I tried it, no, eight years dude. old. Oh! <laughs> to steal my mom's car and she had a Volkswagen stick shift. I had the key. I was out in the middle of the street. Eight years old. With the car. I couldn't oh, even reach girl. the car. Well, I probably could reach the pedal. I was pretty tall. And the neighbor came and pushed it back in before my mom found out. But, you know, I mean. Little, a little you know, angel looking over yeah, you. A neighbor yeah, angel. Yeah, so, you know, and then she had a pickle and the stepfather grabbed the jar out of her hands and she said, fuck you. And he said, you're going to be out of here in three months. And so when she turned 16, she had to leave. So, you know, and, and wow. that's a whole other story how our moms didn't stick up for us when they got remarried. Oh boy, I got a doozy one on that. I bet yeah. you do. And I wonder if that's why my mom never remarried and why I was very, very particular around who was around Victoria. 
because I didn't want any guy's bullshit in my Absolutely. daughter that I was trying to raise differently. Absolutely. I didn't. Um, it, my marriage ended after 12 years and the kids were six and eight. And I actually I didn't even date for three years. I needed to detox so bad from that relationship. But um, yeah, but that's yeah, not a lie but a way we protect our kids. Right, right. So as we're wrapping up today's show, wow, that went fast. I love you guys and want you to find a way to uncover the pain of the lies you've told, uncover and release the pain of the lies of other people. Take your mask off. Let it go. Step forward. Shake it off. Yep. Shake it up. Yep. Um, um. No, we're going to have to pay Taylor Swift now. Milk it, m- milk it, milk it, milk it. Make it, make it a good day. <laughs> Just make yourselves, yourselves, honor yourselves. Uh, my fiance always talks about your center locus of control. If you know where your center locus of control is, if you can create a hula hoop of light around you to have energetic boundaries and not take on everyone else's bullshit, You're going to be a much happier person. And the truth will set you free. Amen. Until the next time. See you soon. Oh my gosh, I love you. See you on the Modern Shaman. Bye.